The 10-Minute Writers' Workshop is supported by Heinemann, a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann, dedicated to teachers. In her essay, A Room of One's Own, Virginia Woolf proclaimed, One cannot think well, love well, sleep well, if one has not dined well. When it comes to dining, even the most creative among us need a little inspiration, and that is where Blue Apron can help. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Our executive producer, Maureen McMurray, is a convert, I'd say. I am, and here are some of the meals that could be on your dinner table this week, thanks to Blue Apron. Pan-seared chicken with roasted fall vegetables and butter caper sauce, spicy lotus root and purple carrot stir-fry with sweet potato noodles, and lemongrass roasted port with roasted cauliflower and coconut rice. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free. And that's with free shipping, too, by going to blueapron.com slash 10 minute. You will love how good it feels and taste to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash 10 minute. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. This is Colson Whitehead with the 10 Minute Writers Workshop. Virginia Prescott here. We got up with Colson Whitehead just before interviewing him and novelist Ben Winters in front of a live audience at the Capital Center for the Arts in Concord, New Hampshire. Whitehead is a Pulitzer Prize nominee, a Guggenheim Fellow, and winner of a MacArthur Genius Grant. His new book, The Underground Railroad, was by far one of the most anticipated fiction releases of the year. It was instantly named an Oprah pick and is nominated for a National Book Award. The novel imagines an actual underground network of trains carrying escape slaves to freedom. The Underground Railroad follows a teenage slave named Cora on a mythical journey, making stops that reflect the nation's historic treatment of African Americans. Whitehead has published fiction, nonfiction, essays, and a post-apocalyptic zombie novel called Zone One. And he's taught writing throughout his career. So now we get to benefit tuition-free. We asked Colson Whitehead which is easier for him to write. Is it the first sentence or the last? Uh, not harder, but the first sentence, you know, before I start, you know, writing seriously, I, I am toying with this or that opening gambit. And so that, I think about that a lot. With um, Sag Harbor and Zone One, in my two previous novels, I had the last sentence the first day I thought of the book. And so I was writing towards that final sentence uh, for the whole time I was conceiving of it and writing it. So it varies. So how much plotting or planning do you do before writing? I mean, does your original idea and characters, do they go through a lot of evolutions, or are you pretty well set? Um, I do a lot of outlining before I start. I have to know the beginning and the end. The middle can be fuzzy, but I have to know what the destination is before I set out. Uh, The middle can be fuzzy and changes, definitely, as characters become more or less important. The plot changes. You have to allow for that you know, uh, the magic of the process. And then um, it just seems like it's hard enough to find the right words each day. If you don't actually know what you're going to do each day, it seems twice as hard. So each day I have an assignment, you know, describe the sheriff, introduce the deputy, and, you know, that's one to four pages of of stuff I can work with that day. So do you work on a schedule, like I'm writing one to four pages today? Um, Sometimes it's a one-page day. Sometimes I have like a dentist thing at one, and I'm like, ah, the whole day's shot. So I, if I can do, 
eight pages a week, that seems like a nice amount. And it can be Monday and Tuesday, and then Sunday, or it can be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But as long as I'm accumulating, it, you know, it takes a dent out of the huge mountain that is a, a novel. So what does your writing environment look like? Do you tend to write in one place? I work at home, you know, uh, so make some coffee around 10, work. I can check my email, put on CNN, make a sandwich, take a nap, weep, depending. So all those kind of breaks are fine. And, uh, but you know, 10 to three is like a productive day for me. What's your personal worst distraction from getting your work done? Well, for me, it's, it's you know, more teaching and obligations. Once, once I start a book, I'm pretty psyched to work on it. And um, I don't have a trouble getting myself to the, to the table. I may be stuck for a week or a month or something like that, but I'm always pretty eager to work. So it's more travel or, or teaching or things that really keep me from concentrating in the way I like to concentrate, which is pretty intensely. So when do you know when to walk away or abandon an idea or even a page? Well, in terms of ideas, you know, when, when I'm in between things and have two ideas, I should work on this or that. Whichever one I just start thinking about more <laughs> is the one I, I tend to stick with. That's sort of an you know, obvious. In terms of, you know, finishing a book, you know, I've spent so much at that point, you know, the last 10 pages, I, everything has happened. I've been working towards this conclusion for a long time, so I know. So basically when everything that had to happen has happened. And then in terms of showing it to people when there was that cliche of like, put the comma in, take it out, and you can't decide. So um, when I can't figure out really tiny, obvious grammatical things, I know it's time to show somebody. What do you think is the worst mistake that new writers make? Uh, not listening to the teacher? I don't know. I mean, um, I think teaching made me a much better editor, and so I definitely have a lot of pet peeves that I cut out when I read a story by a freshman, and it's the first workshop. And people are always smiling, or they're rolling their eyes, like, he rolled her eyes, you know, his eyes, she rolled her eyes, and like, so I have like various rules of like, no smiling, no shrugging, no rolling your eyes, um, all these sort of little props, which, you know, maybe you can learn to do it in different kind of action or in dialogue. So um, I think it's good for them and, and editing them has made me a much better editor of my own work, so. What's the best piece of advice you ever got about writing? I don't know if I ever got any good advice about writing. Um, I think I learned, you know, stick with it. There's gonna be a lot of disappointments and it's just a hard business. Uh, you're gonna write a bad story, write a better story and then relapse and write a bad story again, so. Uh, just keep reading and writing and trying to figure out what you're doing wrong and how you can make it better next time. Is there a book or a work or something that made you decide, I really want to be a writer? Well, I, you know, I didn't like leaving the house when I was a kid and liked watching TV. So it was really Marvel Comics, late 70s, early 80s, and The Twilight Zone and Stephen King. So, you know, my parents read a lot of commercial fiction, so I would always read the new Stephen King that they got in and uh, or Peter Straub. Um, so it was really, it was horror and science fiction and fantasy that made me want to start writing around fifth or sixth grade. You said before that after you write a book, you do such a deep dive when you're writing that you kind of want to get away from the topic afterwards. So are there any topics that you just think, I can never write about that because I want it to be part of my life? Well, I think, you know, The, the Intuitionist is, uh, takes off from a crime novel structure and a book I'm working on now or thinking of working on as a crime novel. So maybe having a buffer of 18 years <laughs> allows me to go back to the, to the subject. So we'll, we'll see. Is there um, a desert island book for you? 
Uh, well, uh, practically it would be long, right? So the Odyssey or Gravity's Rainbow, something really dense and something that invites rereading. So maybe Gravity's Rainbow. Do you have a fantasy job other than writer? Uh, sometimes I think it'd be cool to write advertisements, just to boil things down to uh, a ten-word catchphrase or a two-word catchphrase. So uh, I'm not gonna do it, obviously, but my friend's uncle came up with plop plop fizz fizz, which seems <laughs> so genius. So if you could just be that kind of master ad ad guy, thinking up stuff like that that sticks in the culture, uh, that'd be kind of a cool job. Thank you very much. Sure. sure. <laughs> There was no shrugging nor eye-rolling, but maybe a little bit of smiling when we spoke with Colson Whitehead for the 10-Minute Writers' Workshop, a production of NHPR produced by Sarah Plord with help from Maureen McMurray. And we have been on the hunt for a great writer working in advertising. Maybe you have some suggestions for us. You can let us know on Facebook and at 10-Minute Writers, that's the number 10, Minute Writers, on Twitter. You can get a steady stream of quick little hits of encouragement when you subscribe to the 10-Minute Writers Workshop on iTunes or Google Play. And you can get instant writing practice by leaving us a review, which leads others to helpful advice from those who've been there and keep going back at it day after day. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, this is Virginia Prescott with the 10-Minute Writers Workshop.